this is Canada Reads American Style. I'm Rebecca, and my co-host is Tara. Thank you, Rebecca. I am super excited to join you on this uh, new literary adventure for me. Shall we start by introducing ourselves a little bit? I think that'd be a great idea. So I'm going to let you start and, and go first. Okay. Well, as Rebecca said, I'm Tara. I'm originally from Newfoundland here on the east coast of Canada, but currently living in Burlington, Ontario. I have both a BA in English and a BSc in Applied Chemistry and um, Biology with a focus on ecotoxicology. My family would say that I am a little indecisive at times. I prefer to think that I have a wide range of interests. So I'm highly overeducated at times. I love that because when I tell you my background, it fits in very nicely with yours. Keep going. <laughs> Perfect. My favorite genres for when it comes to books, I love, this will be no surprise, contemporary Canadian literature, but I'm also a huge fan of mysteries and also horror books. Although I don't read a lot of horror, I do really enjoy like a good horror book every couple of months. My favorite place to read, I would say depends on the time of year. I can tell you my favorite time to read is early in the morning with my coffee and my dog sitting on the couch. But in this, and that will be almost year round, except in the warmer weather. So up summertime up here, we have an upper deck off our house that's surrounded by trees. So I consider it my little tree house. And that is my favorite place to read. So up until I would say from May till October, that's where I'll, I will read if I, if the weather cooperates. I prefer print books, but I will dabble in ebooks and audiobooks, especially if I'm borrowing from the library. So I do prefer print books and that's what I will purchase, but I am a strong library user. I tend to alternate between a, a book from my own personal library and then borrowing a book from our public library here. Very, that's really nice. Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing. So even though people who've been listening to us for a while will obviously know a lot maybe about my background, but for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm originally born and raised in Michigan, and then I moved to California and was out there for 30 years, and I came back seven years ago back to Michigan to kind of take care of my parents, and I'm happily back in Michigan. It's a beautiful state, and it puts me a lot closer to uh, Ontario, which I love. My educational background, I have a bachelor's degree in geography from the University of California at Berkeley, and my master's in library and information science is from Wayne State University in Detroit, and I am a retiring library director. I will be retired in towards the end of January and I'm of 22, and I'm very excited about that. I have more time to read, which is good. As far as my favorite genre go, I really love, I always call it just realistic fiction. I will read that and then I will probably the next book will read nonfiction. I love to flip flop back and forth. And I wish I were like Tara and could read horror books, but I am a big chicken and I have to be really careful. I can sometimes read horror like in the daylight hours, 
But once it starts to get dark, I get too scared. I scare myself and I, I can't read it. And I just want to mention one nonfiction book I loved, and it's the type I really love the most. It was Wab Canoe's The Reason You Walk, because I love not necessarily a memoir of someone's whole life, but I love that sort of slice of life where you get to have some insight into the human condition. So I love that type of nonfiction. My favorite place to read is similar to Tara, but hers sounds way better. I have a covered porch, which I love. And then I have a deck that has this great tree in the back. This past summer, I practically, I don't think I necessarily read at all because we had just atrocious rain all summer long in high humidity and the mosquitoes just went to town on me. So that's normally where I would like to be is outside reading. Uh, but inside my house, I have a swivel rocker in a corner with a beautiful lamp. And that's kind of where I read uh, most of the time, pretty much all year this year. As far as print, ebook, or audio, I have a short attention span, so audio doesn't work for me because I get too easily distracted. I probably lean a little more towards print, but the thing I love about ebooks is if you get, you sort of forget something, you can just do that little word search thing and it pops you right back into the section that you want to find to, you know, explain what you're missing and... So I kind of back and forth between print and ebook. And then with regard to bookstore or library, of course, as a public librarian for 27 years, I mostly almost always get my books from public libraries. And in fact, people have come into my house and been shocked by the lack of books on my bookshelves. But, you know, I keep telling them I get them. I pay taxes and I get them from the libraries. So it, it all works well. But if I do buy, because I do read a lot of Canadian literature, obviously, and I can't always get that in Michigan from my public library. So I've had to purchase books. And sometimes when the border's been open, I've gone to independent bookstores in Ontario, which has been great, or I have to just do the old Amazon thing. And I actually have had to purchase books through Amazon Canada to get some of them as well. That's my little background. Awesome. I find that knowing that how much you hate warm weather I'm fascinated by the fact that you were in California for 30 years. I was, I started out in Los Angeles area and I have to tell you the first Christmas I spent in Los Angeles, I pretty much cried the whole, the whole time because it was 85 degrees and we went and played basketball and I was so depressed because I knew back home, everybody was enjoying cold weather. And then I moved to Northern California so that we had more seasons. And so that was fine. And it is true what they say about, you know, dry heat and, you know, lack of humidity, it'd be 106 degrees, which actually sounds horrible. Okay, well, 106 is, I don't know what it is in Celsius, but anyway, it's pretty brutally hot, but it wasn't, it really truly wasn't that bad. Whereas the humidity in the Midwest, to me, that is what is a killer. Ugh, that's so hot. I agree. It's humid. I really did not experience humidity until we moved to Ontario, which was now probably over 20 years ago. In Newfoundland, we also didn't have humidity, and the humidity is rough. It's rough. I think I would have. I think I would have liked Newfoundland then. Maybe I. Maybe that would have been a good place for me too, and especially all that snow. I would have loved that. I think you will love Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on from the weather report, I'm also very interested to know, Rebecca, how you came to have an interest in Canadian literature. Mine, as a Canadian, it's not surprising. 
I think my first introduction, I didn't even know it was Canadian lit in that when I was uh, eight years old, I wanted to buy the complete set of Anne of Green Gables and bugged my mother until she purchased it for me. And then once I went to university um, in New Brunswick at Mount Allison, I did my BA there and I did my first Canadian lit course. And so that's when I was introduced to like Margaret Atwood and Timothy Finley and I fell like hard for Canadian lit. So that all makes sense to me, but I want to know how you, how did you get into Canadian lit? You know, it's funny. I probably have read some Canadian authors through the, through the years and not necessarily paid close attention to the fact that they were Canadian. But when I came back to Michigan seven years ago, I just stumbled across Canada Reads, the competition on YouTube, I think. And I watched the season that the year that uh, 15 Dogs won, that was the first one I watched. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing on the planet. It's it's competition and it's for book nerds. People who love literature and good literary fiction or even a great nonfiction, I thought this thing has just grabbed my attention. So the second year for me, I read all the books before the competition uh, took place and I watched it again by myself and I was sitting in my office. I would take an hour for lunch, put a sign up to do not disturb and then I would watch the competition. And I just was, I just couldn't get over how much I loved it. And then, of course, we started the podcast, uh, the third season. And I just, what I've discovered are some amazing authors, and especially a lot of indigenous authors that were completely new to me. And we, uh, I just recently read, which we'll be talking about later, a Mary Lawson book. And I had just kind of on my own, just had kind of encountered Mary Lawson, who I really love. I love her writing style. And so I think it was honestly the competition, which is how, of course, the podcast was born, which was Canada Reads, American Style. And I and I know sometimes people don't necessarily like that it says American Style, because I know sometimes there's that give and take between Canada and the United States and how we're sort of bigger than life and take a, a lot of attention. But it really, truly, to me, was just a way of saying, we love this competition. We love Canadian literature. And we're just going to put our spin on it in terms of what we think about it as Americans. Because as you know, Tara, I'm sure you know that a lot of Americans are completely, or I don't want to say completely ignorant, but they really don't know a lot about Canada. So reading the literature and trying to encourage others, Americans to read it more has been a great thing to do. And in our library, a lot of the books that I've gotten that I've had to purchase or that authors have given us, we, I tell them, we'll put it into our collection in, in here in Michigan so that more Michigan readers can read those books as well. So that's kind of how it all happened. Very cool. Now, I think the most important thing, since we are doing this at the beginning of a new year, we need to talk about what your best read of 20, and you can have more than one, but your best read of 2021. So what was yours? Okay. So I went back through my list of books that I read this year, and I read a lot of good books, but it wasn't until this last third of the year that I really found books that I loved. So I'm going to put my top two as, well, one you've already mentioned, which is A Town Called Solace by Mary Lawson. Ooh. 
I know. I loved, I loved all the characters. I loved the cat. I just, but we're going to discuss that at a later date. So that one is up there. And my other favorite is Astra by Cedar Bowers, which was actually long listed for the Giller Prize this past, I think, September, October. That one, I adored. Okay, that's so funny because you told me how much you loved Astra and then I did get it from my library. Actually, I asked our staff to purchase it, which they did. I had it at home, but then I was reading too many things at the same time, so I had to return it. But I'm still going to read Astra because it does sound fantastic, so I'm excited to read that. I love that A Town Called Solace made your list right here at the end of the year of 21. You made your list, so that's really cool. For me... And I've already talked about this book on previous podcasts because one of the things we did last year was a Read Native 21 challenge. And my goal, because I've read now a lot of Indigenous authors in Canada, I really wanted to try to focus on Native American authors for that challenge in 2021. And the book that blew me away that I will never forget, and I just want every single person to read it, is The Seed Keeper by Diane Wilson. And it's basically a story, it's a generational story of Native American women in the Minnesota area, but during the time when they were pushed off their land. And this whole idea of seeds, the seeds are really another character. They're really a strong character in the in the book. And there's a sort of Oh, I don't even want to give it away, but there's this beautiful storyline about the seeds through the generations. Absolutely my favorite book. And someone had said that if Braiding Sweetgrass was a novel, it would be The Seed Keeper. So I, I know that Tara, you've read Braiding Sweetgrass and I still have yet to read it, but I just, and I think that's kind of what made me pick it up. You love Braiding Sweetgrass so much. And then I saw this review and I thought I've got to read this book best of the year for me. Yep. Um, I'm actually going to adjust my list and add in braiding sweetgrass because, because <laughs> I meant to, and then I forgot to write it in my notes. And then as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that should totally be on my list because that book within the first page, I remember reading that and going, I've been looking for this book my whole life. And now I found it. So I'm putting that, I'm putting three on. Okay. Well, then, then I'm going to add a second one for myself too. That <laughs> <laughs> I have to, which is Winter Counts by David Heska Wanbley Wyden. And we actually interviewed him in 21 after I read the book. And it is a wonderful account of, he's a Native American author. He has a law degree. He's a professor of Native American studies. I believe it's in Colorado. And he's written this book that is a, an, it's a kind of a thriller, modern day story of a Native American vigilante and how his nephew gets caught up sort of in the drug trade and, and all of this, all, everything that happens. But it has a great amount of history, Native American, American history, and it is just a compelling read. If you even just say, okay, I don't care about the history of it all. You could still read this book and you're going to love it. And he even said there it's been optioned to be a movie at some point, whether that fully happens or not, we don't know yet. But uh, I think that one is also a really, that was one of my best reads this year as well. 
Yeah, I agree. If I could add a fourth, it would be that one as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I just have to say too, one of the best things, and I'm so excited that Tara is joining the podcast and is going to be my co-host, or or I guess we're co-hosts together. But I, one of the reasons I just so excited to have you is that we read a lot of the same types of books, but not a hundred percent. So I think you're going to really bring a different perspective to me, like with horror or mystery, things like that, which I, which I like, but I am too scared to read often. But I do think that we have a similar taste in reading, but I think we kind of bring something different to each other as well. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So now with 2021 nearing the end, I have reading plans for 2022 and I want to know yours. So first mine, well, I always, I have, I think since actually you mentioned the Canada Reads with the 15 dogs, I can't remember. I think that also won the Giller. Actually, I can't remember what year, but I started several years ago. I read each year. I read the long list of the Giller books of the previous year. So I'm going to do that again this year, but I've also got a non-Canadian goal reading goal it's for the year not so much a goal because I don't put a number to it that I have to read them all but as I said before I love mystery and I am going to start reading the Agatha Christie catalog so I've read a few of her books and each time I read one I'm just like my my mind is blown by how smart she is and everything that she has contributed to the mystery world in books and film and stuff. And I'm just like, I decided I'm going to like go through and I want to read her whole catalog starting in 2022. It will take me several years, but that's my goal. Okay. That is a brilliant goal. I mean, seriously, I I was not sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure which direction you were headed. And when you said Agatha Christie, I thought, oh my gosh, the only thing I've ever read. And I think I read it in high school or junior high or something. I read, you know, 10 little Indians, Yeah. but, uh, oh my gosh, that is a great, that's a great goal. I love that. Thank you. So for me, it's been a little bit difficult because last year, because we did the read native 21 challenge, Mm-hmm. It was really, it was such a specific kind of challenge that I thought I've been a little bit torn about, do I want to really have a f- sort of formal thing like that again? And and here's just sort of my basic idea for myself, and I'm not 100% sure yet, but I was thinking about, because I am a geography major, and one of the things that reading does for me, it teaches me new things. And I thought, you know, I wanted to kind of grab some countries. And I don't know if it's going to be, if I, I don't even have a formal number, maybe it's one a month. I don't know. We'll see. And then read what people think is the best piece of literature from that country. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of like in, in India or in Rwanda, like what's the best of the best? What's the thing, what's the classic book that everybody in that country sort of has read? Because, you know, in the United States, it might be something like, you know, Mark Twain, I kind of wanted to get an introduction to other countries and what their great literature might be. So I've been kind of playing around with that idea. Yeah, that'll be super interesting, actually, to see what you end up reading. Now, my biggest problem is I like to read about cold places, but I don't like to read about (laughs) hot places. So I was thinking, 
I mean, the truth is it's going to be more Northern hemisphere. I hate to say, but it probably will yeah. be, uh, than it will be Southern hemisphere, but, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, well, maybe you can throw in like a Southern hemisphere once every six months. You there know. you go. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I can try that. Well, Rebecca, I think this was a great first chat between us. I agree. I thought it was a lot of fun and I think people got to get to know us a little bit, which is the goal for us today. So thank you so much, everyone, and we will see you next time. 